Welcome to Get the Net, a fishing podcast that takes a deep dive into competitive events, fishing news, tips, tactics, and most importantly, interviews with some of the most interesting and in-tuned anglers from Canada to the central U.S. We're leaving no stone unturned to bring you the most raw and authentic talk talk. My name is Jamie Bruce, while my resume says bass, my frying pan says walleye, I'm no stranger to the multi-species realm. Whether you're puttering on tackle, driving the bus, cutting the grass, or killing time in a 9 to 5, I'll try to give you something in every episode to take with you on the water, or at the very least, bring you a few laughs. Okay, welcome back everyone to Get the Net, episode 11, still trucking along, uh, right in the heat of the busy season here for, you know, local tournament-wise, and some Bassmaster stuff heating up. Uh, we got some things to catch up on. We got Bass and Box, Crow Lake, Red Lake Walleye, Shoal Lake, River Tournaments, Bassmaster stuff, endless, endless. So, uh, you know, we're uh, we're going to dive right in. Um, glad to have a little bit of downtime. I've just been, you know, rigging up the lawn, getting ready. I'm going down to South Carolina next week. Definitely looking forward to that. Got to hop in uh, Bass and Box this year. I think it's my seventh time fishing it. Uh, back with my OG partner, Rob Perrier, uh, didn't win her this year, handed the trophy off to Troy Norman and Andy Carlson. Uh, no one more deserving of that. In my opinion, they won the party and won the tournament. Uh, I mean, this is a huge 126 boat three day, super competitive event. Um, but it's kind of unique in the sense that it has, uh, well, I'm not going to lie. She's got a bit of a party element to it. Um, you, you kind of have to keep up with the nightlife. We all stay at Crawford's camps. It's, I mean, it's a ton of fun. Uh, everyone looks forward to it, you know, kind of treat it as a, as a nice like vacation weekend and then just tack a super competitive tournament on top of it. So uh, it's, it's a really good time. Like I said, I, I fished with Robbie again this year. Uh, last year, Ashley subbed in my wife, Ashley, um, you know, Rob couldn't make it for very good reasons and uh two of them and ashley subbed in and actually won the tournament so (laughs) uh probably kind of stung a little bit um but like i said he had very good reasons not to be there so he's back this year um and yeah we we didn't win we handed the trophy off to norman and carlson had a fantastic weekend fishing was absolute dog for us um i don't know how he ended up in third it was it was just pretty much a, a grinder and you hear that all the time and, you know, people complain all the time. Oh yeah, tough fishing. And I say it all the time too, but this was legit, like super tough fishing, but it, uh, you know, it was pretty sweet. So, uh, a couple things I got to touch on there. I mentioned it's a big party. Um, somehow we got designated with the party cabin pretty much for the last six years. Um, and since we've been having that Saturday night party, Every person that's won the tournament, keep in mind there's 126 boats. Every person that's won in the last six years has been in attendance on the Saturday night party. And this isn't like a hundred person party. It's like, you know, usually like 20, 30, 40 people. It's not tons. So, um, just kind of a fun fact that, uh, you know, Matt and I of Crawford's both brought up and I don't know what it is. If, if it's just, you know, having the ability to, not take it so serious and, and relax a little bit. Um, you know, not running home and going to bed at eight o'clock. Um, you know, like I will be probably at Hartwell when I'm there for the open, but 
just kind of a kind of a fun fact. Another thing, um, Norman Carlson had like 1960 on the last day. Every person that's won in the last four years, keep in mind it's a three-day tournament in a super condensed part of Lake of the Woods. Like you're getting like 20% of the lake you can fish for 126 boats for three days. On the third day, whoever's won the last four years has had their biggest bag of the tournament on the third day, which is crazy because everything you've been fishing is stepped on. Uh, you know, it used to be like you would just go out and try to just survive on the third day and, and get what you get. And the weights would almost always drop, but we're kind of seeing, I think it's just a shift in, you know, how good people are getting like, you know, willing to call an audible and go run a new area or a new program or, or try something different on the last day. And like when Ashley and I won last year, uh, we pointed the bow in a different direction. We were in fourth. I was like, well, we're not going to win doing what we're doing, pointed in a different direction and caught, you know, caught the biggest bag of the last day, uh, had 19 pounds and, and won the tournament. I don't know if something similar happened with these guys, but I know it's happened before. So just, uh, just something cool to throw out there. Uh, rip through the stats here quick. Norman and Carlson beat everyone's ass. Um, two pounds over Cole and Paul Forsyth. Four pounds over myself and Rob. And then after us was all super tight. Jeff Gustafson and Mike Reed right there. Uh, Jimmy and Benny Gustafson right there. Hebert, Salvador, uh, Connor, Pearson Olson, McNanny Ryberg, Curtis Scott, James Beecham. All, uh, all in the top 10, all over 50 pounds. Big bags again this year. I know the fishing was a lot tougher than last year. I don't care what anyone says. Um, it was warm, so it kind of threw a different dynamic out there. But, uh, you know, still a really fun place to fish. And when you go to these tournaments in the same area at the same time every year, what happens is, I mean, the weather changes it. The high water changes it. So it's always different every year. Um, so, you know, something cool to, to keep you on your keep you on your toes really um we fished out deep a bunch in the tournament everyone's got a live scope now or a forward facing sonar of some sort not everyone but a lot of boats and you can definitely see that pressure offshore um you know <laughs> and and I'm, I'm happy to see that the fish are reacting in the way that they are too because i was a little bit worried when forward facing sonar came out was like okay we're just going to catch all these things and hurt them and and they're going to get caught 10 times a day and whatever but they're they've really adapted they're on to you now like you put the boat over them they just leave you cast at them they swim the other way like you got to get really creative to catch them so it, it, you know it's good that the bass have kind of that biological survival instinct and uh you know and it helps us too because it makes us better anglers around here so i talk about that a lot about how the bar is kind of always being raised around here and it's these big tough tournaments that that do it but if you're thinking about fishing a tournament in uh, in the area, I would highly recommend Bassin for Bucks. It's you know it's a modest entry fee. It's not it's not uh, you know it's not a super expensive weekend. It's a really good time, a uh, good way to get into it. And like I said, it's just a, it's a good time and it's competitive. And the, the volunteers are unbelievable here. Um, Barb Salvador and her, her you know massive team of of volunteers all get right into it. It's super smooth, fast, like can't believe this many people will give up their weekends to, uh, you know, support the community and, and, you know, the tourism and all the anglers and, you know, there's like a kid's tournament and everything like that too. So thanks again to everyone that's a part of that. And congrats again to Troy and Andy 
for winning the tournament. I actually, <laughs> Troy was supposed to be on, uh, on the podcast tonight. He, uh, he took ill or said he did anyway. I don't know if he's really a podcasting type, but we'll, we'll get him on here one of these days. Uh, didn't want to bug him again. Andy, I'm not even going to try. Um, cause I know what the answer is going to be there, but, but anyway, uh, congrats again, fellas. Now what's next? We're recording this on September 23rd. So there's a big weekend of tournaments coming up in the area here. There's the Shoal Lake Bass Classic and uh, the Muskie Cup, uh, LaBelle's over on Rainy Lake. Uh, uh, I'm sure there's a few more too. I think there's one in Atacokan on Sunday. It's just, it's banana season for tournaments. You can pretty much pick your poison and, and run with it. I'm taking the weekend off. Uh, I got a lot of house and camp and boat stuff to get ready before I leave next week. Um, but I do want to touch on this. And I was talking with a couple of buddies about this the other day. And that's the Shoal Lake Fall Bass Classic. Um, there, you know, there were some contentious issues there last year. And I'm not bringing this up to, to out anyone involved. I'm, I'm just kind of bringing it up for awareness and, you know, hopefully for the benefit of the tournament and the people that run it. So... Now I wasn't here for this. This information was just sourced through, you know, people that, that were in attendance and right there and saw it all go down. Um, you know, people who I, I'll definitely take their word for it, but like I said, not my information. So not guaranteed to be reliable, but here's the gist of it. Last year, a team weighed in 22.82 pounds. That's bar none, the lake record on Shoal Lake. And it is attainable out there. It's possible. Um, you know, there's big bass. It was going off that time of year. So this team had weighed this big bag in, uh, big fish at the time was 4.36. Uh, you know, pretty modest, big fish for that time of year and for how big that bag was. Um, and so they told me, yeah, okay, grab your big one. And they just said, no, thanks. And ran down to the lake, got rid of the fish. Uh, no picture, no weighing big fish. Now keep in mind, a 4.36 and a five bass limit, their five bass limit was 22.82 pounds. Their average was far and away over 4.36. So to to have that weight, it's mathematically impossible without having a 4.36. Not to mention if you have a weight that big, you're probably gonna get a picture of it. These guys aren't shy of pictures. You know, taking lots of pictures of 19 pound bags before 18 pound bags. So anyway, what had happened was, and this has happened before at tournaments, and it's not a fault of, of the Waymaster. It's, it really falls back on the angler's integrity to say something. So in a basket-style weigh-in, um, typically what happens is the basket is placed on the scale, reset to zero, fish are placed in the basket, placed back on the scale. Typically the basket weighs around 3.5 pounds to 4 pounds with the lid. So when you take it off the scale, the scale should read around minus three and a half. Fish are placed in the basket. The basket's placed on the scale. You get your weight, go home, everyone's happy. Well, every once in a while, and this has happened before, um, you know, and it'll happen again. It's just it's just the nature of the beast. Um, you know, just in, in error or whatever happens, the scale is set to zero with the basket. So the fish are placed into this basket, then placed onto the scale. Uh, giving you the all the, the total weight of your catch plus the total weight of the basket. Like I said, usually resulting in a three and a half to four pound um, bump in your weight. So, I mean, in theory, what happened was 
this exactly. Uh, you know, the team knew. You, everyone has a awesome Rapala scale, touchscreen scale. You know exactly what you have within, you know, within reason. It's always within half a pound or so. Um, knew what they had and made a game time decision to accept that weight as valid and get rid of the evidence essentially. So they ran down to the water, no picture, sent them back, no big fish. And obviously a barrage of chirps and, and, you know, rumors and everything in the, in the coming days ensued and it made its way around the fishing community. Um, and like I said, I'm not bringing this up to, to highlight this issue. I'm not trying to out these people or anything. Um, you know, they're, they're both really good anglers. They've proven, them, proven themselves. They've made a lot of mistakes, um, hopefully learning from it, but that's not the reason for this. So the reason I'm bringing this up is that, you know, the, the rumor mill kind of circulated so much and I thought we were done with this, you know, it came, it went, move on. So the reason I bring this up is because some people have implied, um, you know, that they've heard or just it's all it is of rumors is that, you know, there was, they were in some kind of cahoots with the the person running the scale and, and just pretty much total BS. Um, you know, the, the person that puts this tournament on probably has more integrity than, you know, anyone I've ever met in, in his age bracket for sure. Um, really good guy just out there to, you know, support the community, keep this thing going for the anglers and, you know, under no circumstances should be accepting any kind of, any kind of, you know, he shouldn't even have to hear a rumor like that. So, um, you know, and I think there was a concern that he might not do the tournament anymore because of kind of all the BS he's had to deal with after. So it's, uh, I mean, like I said, it's, it's not on the waymaster. You can't, you know, most people can't just look at a basket of fish and tell if they're three nineties or four fifties. Like it's just, you know, it's on the, it's on the angler to say something. And, um, you know, if they don't, they don't. So, um, I just want to put that out there, um, and, you know, kind of commend Bryce for, for everything he's done out there. Um, and you know, if you're, if you're thinking that maybe that's something that happened, that's just, that's just way out of line, you know, like, like I said, these anglers are good. They don't have to cheat to win. They would have won anyway. Um, just made a, a really bad decision and, you know, hopefully can learn from it and it really shouldn't reflect on, on the people that are giving up their own time to put these tournaments on for no personal gain at all. So, um, give, uh, give Bryce and the crew out there a shout out for, for keeping this tournament going. And if you hear anything like that, I would highly recommend just shutting it down right there. So, um, and I should mention too, it, it, this kind of thing, ha it didn't just happen at Shoal Like this is, this happened at, uh, Bassin for Bucks last year. Uh, Jaden Simmons went up, weighed his fish. I was standing right there. Went up, weighed his fish. Uh, the basket issue happened. It's a thing that happens. I don't know if it's a glitch in the scale and it resets to zero sometimes. Uh, you know, things aren't perfect. There's you're weighing hundreds and hundreds of baskets, so this can happen. Um, but it reset to zero. They call it as weight 18. I was like, oh, nice bag, bud. And, uh, you know, I saw him say something. No, no, shake his head correct it, reweighed 14 and a half pounds. I mean, stand up move, just like the perfect example of integrity, um, and sportsmanship and, you know, something that really shouldn't go unnoticed. So I want to give a shout out to, uh, to him and, you know, it's happened before. So, so yeah, if the scale gift happens to you, someone's going to find out about it 
or I mean, you're, you're just really not helping yourself at all. So it's like cheating on your scorecard in golf. But anyway, uh, that's enough of that, you know, kind of on the negative front, but something that had to be said, um, and curious to see the, the weights from Shoal Lake and really looking forward to going back to that place at some point in the future. I wish my schedule would line up a little bit better, but it just hasn't, uh, you know, hasn't lined up for that, but it'll be good fishing and keeping an out on the weights for that. Okay. So next we're just going to skate through a couple of the local derbies here. Um, there was a walleye tournament September long kind of missed coverage on that. The last podcast came out before the derby was finished. So we didn't get to touch on that, but it's the Red Lake Fall Classic, big 120 boater, two day or never been up there, but you know, it's a great big fall walleye tournament. Uh, looks like a good place to fish. Congrats to Blair Dingwall and Dylan Smith on that. Sorry, I don't have the results in front of me, so I'm not going to cruise down uh, through the list, but um, you know, if you, if you made the top 10, congratulations to you. Uh, another one of those things, man, there's so many tournaments up here, so many good ones. You just pick your poison, like even your species. There's the Nestor Falls Muskie Cup is, well, it's going on right now. Actually, we might have to call and get an update. I haven't seen anything on that. Um, but in this one weekend, you know, we, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's walleye tournaments this weekend going on in Manitoba. There's, um, the Nestor Falls Muskie Cup. There's a Shoal Lake Bass Classic. There's a LaBelle's Fall Bass Classic, whatever it's called on Rainy Lake. There's a one day or an Atacoke and like, it's just bananas. Uh, awesome to see how passionate everyone is around here. Um, you know, and, and yeah, the industry's rocking here. And we're going to keep putting out a bunch of good anglers, uh, a bunch of good media from this area. Um, and yeah, just thanks to everyone that, that puts these tournaments on. Like I couldn't imagine what myself and a lot of us would, uh, do with our time without them. So thanks. Uh, thanks again to, well, whoever I'm talking to, whoever's involved in, in all these derbies. Um, so yeah, we had Crow Lake, uh, Gussie and Shelby. Uh, won that. I think it was their second or third year in a row winning. I don't, again, don't have the stats in front of me. It's, I'd be here all night going through all these derbies. Uh, ben Gustafson, Ali Crandall got second. Super heater this year. They won the bronze back. Uh, Benny and his dad, Jimmy, did really well in KBI. I think they ended up fifth there. Uh, fifth again in Basson on a heater. Um, you know, obviously Jim and Ben are the father and brother of local derby legend Jethro Gustafson. And I don't think they've beat him yet this year, but they've definitely beat him during some days and are are making it real interesting. No, they did get him in KDI, but he's been he's been edging him out in the rest. So uh interesting to watch. Um pretty much a family of hardcore competitors. So um yeah, good job Benny and, and Jimmy and Allie and yeah, keep her rocking. Oh, uh, what else do we have? The Manitoba Bass Anglers Tournament on the Winnipeg River for the third year in a row again. Uh, Jaden Simmons and Buddy Sean McGaughy. Uh, you know, they had, I think, 18-something. They whipped everyone last year. Um, I don't think there's many teams there usually are with so many tournaments on these weekends. A lot of these small ones are kind of diluted down to, you know, lots of them are, are 15 to 25 boats kind of thing, but... Um, you know, still, still awesome to have all these derbies around. Uh, what else we got? I think that's it for the local derby front. Um, got to hop and do a little bit of sponsor stuff. Um, don't worry, it'll benefit you. We're talking BT fishing. 
As always, promo code get the net. Uh, save you 10 points on your order. Um, now, I ain't going to lie. Just sent a big order to an Elite Series champion. I'm not going to say his name or what he got. But, uh, you know, people are starting to recognize that this stuff is no joke. It's not, you know, it's not made by uh, some guy sitting behind his computer desk with a old piece of wooden dowel dreaming up made-up baits. Like, this is tournament-proven stuff. Uh, we only sell what we use. It's all high-quality components. You know, this isn't really the stuff that you get to go burn up at a, if you're casting offshore at a dam. Like, it's all... It's all high-end stuff, um, you know, high-end high components, paint jobs, everything like that. Uh, check it out at btfishing.com, or you can get it in-store at Lake of the Woods Sports Headquarters. Uh, while you're in there, check out some 13 fishing rods. Um, really kind of seeing a lot of uh, a lot of people buying the Omen series. I, uh, I've mentioned before how much I like those rods. Uh, they just kind of fit my style and, you know, bouncing back and forth from the bass and walleye scene. I, I, you know, it's kind of the perfect rod for me. Um, Omen gold, Omen blacks, the new envies are coming out. And then the G man series, uh, I'm sure you heard of Gerald Swindle. Um, he's got a kind of a grassroots lineup that he's using himself on the elite series. I had a chance to use one of the reels and bass for bucks, uh, next level stuff. And, you know, the kind of part of it is, is not making it totally out of control. I mean, uh, you can easily spend $1,500 on a rod and reel combo these days. Um, you know, G-Man came from, from the dirt like a lot of us. So, uh, you know, kind of one of the sticking points on, on these rods and reels is that they're affordable. They're, I think they're 150 US for a rod or reel. So um, definitely attainable, definitely affordable. Uh, those are going to be in store next year at Sports Headquarters, but they do have a stock of 13 right now. And I think... There's a big sale going on right now also. 13 fishing is all 25% off. Uh, good deal on Z-Man. Uh, you know, all I talk about is <laughs> how much I love Z-Man plastics, chatterbaits, everything like that. I don't need to pump their tires anymore. You know if you watch the videos and you know if you go fishing. They, uh, it's it's legit stuff. I think it's buy three, get the fourth free on their plastics right now. Uh, check that out. I think it's online too, like sportsheadquarters.ca. It might just be in store at uh, Winnipeg and Kenora. Check those out. While you're at it, sniff out some Sims fishing gear. Um, you know, anything from fish whistles to booties to uh, Gore-Tex rain suits. Um, women's rain suits. Ashley just got herself a nice rain suit. Just, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good investment in yourself. I, uh, I have definitely been guilty of wearing tattered rags back in my early days and... Um, you know, you, you, <laughs> at some point you got to treat yourself a little bit. So I've never used drier rain suits than Sims pro dries. Um, you know, and I've never been more comfortable than I am in, in their gear. So also, uh, you know, it's high end stuff. So, um, definitely you want it to be quality and I wouldn't be telling you to check it out if it wasn't as with any other sponsors. So, and I should point out too, this podcast is ripping along pretty good. Um, you know, between the YouTube views, you know, it's starting to starting to go in the in the Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM uh, realm, and you know that you can always this is always available on that too. You don't have to sit in front of your YouTube. If you are interested in uh, in uh, advertising opportunity, let me know. 
Um, you know, if you're sinking your money into radio or, uh, other ads that you're not really getting a return on, then hit me up. This is kind of the, the direction things are going. Radio's dead. TV's dying. Like, let's be honest here. This is, this is where it's at. So if you want to get in on the ground level, give me a call. And one more thing I should mention as we tick into fall here, if you're starting to think about a boat for next year, you might want to put some heavy thought into it now. It's really hard to just wheel up in the spring and say, I want this and expect to have it. Um, so if you are looking, uh, go down to WSL Sport, talk to Cam, uh, you know, ATVs, and they got some cool electric bikes and Sea-Doo's and whatever, whatever you're after. Whether you're after like a hardcore fishing boat like my Pro-V Bass, or you want to put the top up on like a family cruiser or a glass boat or, you know, whatever you want, go check that out. Uh, you know, never been happier with, uh, with my pro V bass. It's been a dream boat for me. And if you start looking around the bay and in a lot of tournaments, you're going to start seeing a lot of these boats more and more every year. People are realizing that having a four seater bass boat that can handle big water and hold all your gear is a big advantage. Definitely, uh, Definitely worth looking at. Again, go see Cam at WSL or uh, get a hold of WSL in uh, their Winnipeg location too. But anyway, we're going to slide on here. Uh, we're going to talk Bassmaster Opens. Uh, my buddy Cooper Gallant, I've mentioned him on here before. He's a fellow Canadian. He's trying to get into the Bassmaster Elite Series and has been leading the AOI Bassmaster Open points race. Uh, going into this event on Red River that looks like an absolute dump, to be honest. So I'll lift the stats here for the river. They had actually just finished weighing in. I don't think it, the opens will be updated, but, um, man, this place is brutal. 26 pounds is leading after two days. Hackney's up there. Keith Boucher. Uh, Cooper finished in 109th. Caught seven bass in 16 plus hours of fishing. And I mean, 109th sounds like a dumpster fire, but it's not. That's, uh, that's beating over half the field. You got to remember these are 225 boat tournaments. Um, and they're super tough. He's, he's won and got third and has had a really good year enough to be leading the points. So I don't think he's going to fall too far. Maybe third, the top three go to the elites. He's got two tournaments left. I'm going to see him down at uh, Lake Hartwell next week and then he's got one more on Sam Rayburn so definitely cool to to follow along um you know he's as hardcore as they come and is going to be the next big thing and he's uh yeah he's he's doing it the the hard way for Canada right now um I do have to give a shout out to Adam Rasmussen I see him on the list 31st place that's a good finish I would be very happy with that finish this is how brutal this fishery is he caught seven bass in two days he had 15 pounds, three ounces, and he finished 31st. He's going to get a check for probably around four grand. Um, that's just how bad it is. I mean, that's the reality of some of these places down south. Um, I'm, uh, like I've said a, a million times, I'm heading down to, to Lake Hartwell, which I think is just going to be a lot better than this for weights, hopefully. Um, but it's probably not going to be real easy. The fall time down there isn't like up here. Uh you know, there's, it's transition-y like here, but I think it's a lot tougher to, to get bites. And I anticipate that like 12 to 14 pounds a day will be really good where here, if you have that, you're, you know, may as well just put her on the trailer and go home. Um, 
but definitely looking forward to that. Got kind of, I've never fished for, uh, for spotted bass before. Uh, and that's kind of the main, main fish in this lake. There's lots of largemouth too. They, they win a lot of the tournaments, but it sounds like there's more spots than anything. That's probably what I'm going to target. Um, well, I'll probably be offshore fishing a lot. So I, the largemouth get offshore there too, apparently. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I <laughs> literally never targeted a spotted bass before. So, uh, don't really have a great answer why I'm driving 26 hours away during the best time of the year up here to pay $1,800 and four grand in expenses to fish for a bass that I've never fished for before. But, um, you know, it, to be honest, it's just kind of cool to be part of that. Like to go fish against Swindle and Palinuk and, um, you know, all these other people and just be able to have the opportunity to take it in. I don't want to be, you know, 60 years old looking back like, Oh, like, you know, you didn't have anything going on this week, that weekend you got into there. Like, why wouldn't you go? Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. And, and, you know, one of the other big reasons, and I haven't really said anything about this before, but, um, well, we'll, we'll back up a little. The Bassmaster Opens announced their schedule the other day. Um, earlier in the month, they announced that you have to fish all nine Bassmaster Open um, qualifying tournaments to be eligible for the Elite Series. Um, they'll be taking the top nine finishers out of all those nine tournaments in points. Uh, you'll go to the Bass Elite Series. So, you know, which is the top pinnacle, and that's the goal for a lot of people, but nine tournaments is pretty bananas like that's you know that's like taking every second you have uh for a lot of people every dime you have or don't have uh to kind of put it in a hat and and go try so um i mean just the travel expenses and entry fees alone are probably close to 50 grand us um the payouts really aren't that great at that level uh, you can qualify for the Bassmaster Classic. That's kind of the carrot there. Um, you know, why people are doing this. Uh, all these tournaments are super far away from me. The closest one is 20 hours. Um, but to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of going down to Hartwell to, you know, my, my first tournament at Cherokee, my first Bassmaster Open, I, you know, I had a cakewalk, to be honest. I just went down there, caught him how I wanted to catch him. Um, Ended up with a third place finish, made 20 grand and whatever. It was all good, like easy. But I like, I know better than to expect that again. I mean, I, I, and I don't want to just blindly, if I do happen to be able to acquire enough sponsorship and, you know, and, and time off and, and family obligations and everything like that, if everything lines up perfect and I am able to go fish all nine Bassmaster opens next year, I want to have dealt with a little bit of adversity first. So I'm hoping, I don't want to say I'm hoping to go down to Hartwell and get my ass kicked. Um, but I, I need to see the other side of it. I know it's not all glory. I mean, I had to deal with the big travel last time and, and the sleep deprivation and traveling alone and, and whatever like that. But, um, you know, I, I want to see a different area. I want another feel. I, I want another look at it before I commit. And even one more isn't really enough to be committing, but, um, you know, time's, time's ticking on and the opportunity is, is kind of here. So, um, another big reason I'm looking at that, but yeah, definitely looking forward to getting down there. 
um, you know, and, and just seeing, and then I, I think I'm going to make my decision from there. Um, trying to procure sponsorship, especially for Canadians is like almost impossible. And I, I hate to whine about it. Um, but you know, I put a ton of work into my platforms, um, to have tournament results that are, you know, have tournament results that I really couldn't ask for any better. Um, and still, you know, it's still a, a super grind to get sponsors. It's, uh, but I, you know, keep, keep picking away and, and hopefully that the tide turns at, at some point here. Um, but anyway, yeah, looking, looking forward to Hartwell. Um, I've pretty much watched every YouTube video twice that's ever been filmed on that lake, you know, just working away in the garage, put that on every podcast that's ever been about it. Uh, got a full spotted bass seminar from Gussie. He's, he's done really well in the spotted bass lakes. That's pretty much what I'm weighing my tournament on is just confidence through him. Um, you know, to like, if he's saying, yeah, you'll be fine. Then, um, that, that helps a lot. Um, you know, apparently they act a lot like smallmouth in a lot of different ways. Uh, and if you're good on your graphs, you can maybe make it work. So kind of banking on that. I got Woody, my buddy from Atticokens cruising down, um, be really nice to have a, a co-pilot this time it's uh it's a 26 hour haul and yeah i looked at the weather it was like i don't know how many u.s guys are listening to this usually about half but so you're not going to know what a celsius is but it was like 36 degrees celsius which what is it double it add 30 the old big rig will be defeated on the front deck but hopefully it cools off a little bit get some schooling up maybe eating some bait i don't know Hopefully get them in my crosshairs, throw, uh, throw some BT, probably some underspins at them and, uh, hopefully catch them. That's one of the good deals about seeing where all the tackle goes. We send a lot of underspins to, uh, um, spotted bass country, Lake Lanier and, and surrounding lakes. So, uh, hoping I can put that to work down there. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll have more updates from down there. Staying with a couple buddies from Sturgeon Bay not going to rip a podcast down there. There's no way that's logistically possible, but I am going to make a, for sure, do a YouTube video guy I'm driving down with as a character. So <laughs> I'm sure there'll be some laughs on that front. Oh, what else is happening? Chicken season's open. Uh, we don't ever talk about hunting on here, but, um, and I, you know, to be honest, I'm not a huge hunter either. I, I am a little bit of a, I'm kind of soft. I can shoot a buck and I can shoot chickens and ducks, but I, yeah, I'm not like a, I'm not a, a major killer. I like chickens. I like eating them like crazy. Um, been on the hunt for them things. And when I say chickens, I'm referring to rough grouse. Get after those hard. That's the last tournament of the year is the surf and turf grouse and walleye derby. So got all sharpened up for that. I must've been big dogging it last fall after them four tournament wins. Um, I opened my gun cabinet and there's a, there's a Brad A400 I forgot I, uh, forgot I acquired. So I was big dogging it, got a couple shotguns running around shooting chickens out of spruce trees with a shotgun that should be in a duck blind. But anyway, it's nice to have that cracked open again. Nice to feel the fall air. Um, and I'm leaving that all behind to go south and cook. But I wanted to, uh, to bring a few chickens down to Hartwell for, you know, like eating them is unreal. We only do it for a month out of the year. So, uh, usually hit them hard when they're here. And, um, 
wall them up. I was going to bring some south, but I forgot about all the poultry uh, and bird regulation going on at the border right now. Um, and actually, I'd heard from my buddy from my buddy Matt Rydberg at Crawford's that uh, he had some waterfowl people tell him that they weren't be they weren't allowed to bring. You know, a lot of a lot of waterfowlers come to Canada to hunt. There's you know lots of good spots here. They're obviously migrate, so they're here first um, before they get to any of the the U.S. So people come up here to crack on them, and uh, they uh, they were told they couldn't bring any back with them. They couldn't bring them across the border because of this poultry law or whatever was going on. And the obvious argument was that like, hey, like. 4 billion of these things are flying south as we speak. You know, they're going over the border whether you shoot them and bring them or they just end up down there anyway. So I think that's been remedied. Uh, more border talk for any people from the U.S. listening. Um, it sounds like they're shutting down the vaccine thing on September 30th. Uh, I know there are a lot of people without uh, without the vax that have, you know, been asking a lot and, and itching to get in while you got the nod now. Um, look it up a little bit. Don't look it up for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Um, but looked like some pretty legit headlines that were outlining it. So check that out. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep in touch. No guests tonight. Uh, like I said, Norman is going to hop on. Wanted to get a podcast out. This will probably be the shortest one. Uh, just myself talking here in the garage, but, um, I do, have to ask you uh you know and i ask all the time subscribe like share everything like that um but i gotta keep this thing rocking especially if i'm you know gonna be fishing hard hard over the next couple years uh you know need as much help as i can get so if you can share this on your feed that would be ideal tell a friend about it force a friend to listen to it um anything like that really helps you know uh, subscribing, reviewing all that, you know, w without that, uh, it's hard to kind of procure or, or retain any kind of sponsorship. And, you know, it, it just, this podcast goes away and ends up, you know, you can get, uh, someone asking what your favorite color spinner bait is on here again. Uh, you know, with one of the other million fishing podcasts out there, but, um, you know, I do have to say thanks to all the, all the listeners, this, it's been growing really well and, you know, just kind of need to see that keep rocking. So, uh, do anything you can to help that out and I would much appreciate it. And for now, enjoy your fall. I'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks. Cheers.